Howdy, howdy do who fans and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And welcome to episode 244. Yes. One day I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. Our lives are different to anybody else's. That's the exciting thing. Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow, so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. You may be a doctor, but I'm the doctor. The definite article, you might say. The trouble with time travel is, one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems not a moment too soon. Unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. I am the doctor. For now, for this moment, I am the doctor again. The ground beneath our feet is spinning at a thousand miles an hour. And the entire planet is hurtling around the sun at 67,000 miles an hour. And I can feel it. We're falling through space, you and me. People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect. But actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective view, it's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. I could be a curator. I'd be great at curating. I'd be the great curator. <laughs> I could retire and do that. I'm the doctor. I've lived for over 2,000 years, and not all of them were good. I've made many mistakes, and it's about time that I did something about that. A bit of adrenaline, dash of outrage, and a hint of panic knitted my brain back together. I know exactly who I am. I'm the Doctor. Sorting out fair play throughout the universe. Howdy, howdy do. Welcome to episode 244. Hope you've all had a cracking week. And that you've all managed to do something, something Doctor, Doctor Who, Who related. related. Yes, yes, coming to you from the land of man flu. <laughs> uh, have... No sympathy, no sympathy for you because you don't give any sympathy. I remember. That's very true. Yeah, yes. don't give him it. Don't give him any sympathy, guys. <laughs> I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Yes, you do sound a bit groggy though. To be fair, yeah, I do feel. You know. Whenever you, when you get head cold, it's normally sort of day three or four where it really kicks your ass a little bit. Mm. So I'm I'm in the throes of having my little uh, area of stuff around me on the sofa. So I've got my blanket on the sofa <laughs> and down on the carpet I've got a lem sip or a cup of tea and tissues oh, and dear and all that stuff, halls and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just shutting that TARDIS door. You just stay over that side of the TARDIS and I'll, I'll stay this side. Yes, I, uh, I'm just replacing the roundel that we normally talk through. You know, just, a little, <laughs> just replacing it like Davison does, just putting in the, <laughs> the roundel. Yeah, it's not a bad shout, dude. Mm. Yeah, so I picked up this bug. Uh, I'm going to go first in terms of what have we done this week. Uh, I've done very little because I've been away. I picked up this bug while I've been in Toronto in Canada. So mm. we were over there because my wife was running the uh, Toronto Half Marathon. So uh, cheering squad for the missus while she was doing that. Yes. So I uh, picked up this. But it wasn't particularly cold. We did. We were there the same time last year. And I don't remember it being as mild as this. It was relatively mild. So I don't know where I've got this bug from. But maybe the aircon on the plane or something. But um, 
Yeah, really disappointed with the merch situation over there. No Doctor Who merch? No. Uh, we, When I'm there, normally frequent this comic book shop in the centre of Toronto called The Silver Snail. And I remember the first time I went there and uh, at their previous location and they had buckets of Doctor Who stuff and then they moved mm. a few years ago into the centre of town and they've been whittling down the... Uh, the amount of merch and I'm um, no word of a lie, mate. They didn't have one piece, not one thing of Doctor Who. Blimey. That is, that is shocking. You'd have thought they'd have at least had like something, an old book lingering around or something or other, wouldn't you? Yes. Well, hmm. I did ask the, cause I bought a couple of comics in there. That was, that was my lot really. But I did hmm. say to the guy who was working there, so where's all the Who stuff? Because I came here this time last year and you didn't have a massive display, but you had a few bits out. They had uh, a few of the the TARDIS laptop style bags, not the new ones, you know, the old ones that they're like yeah. a leather material and they, you know, they had a few of those out. They had a couple of the Fourth Doctor scarves and some figures. Didn't you get your 720 Sonic from yeah. Canada? Yeah. Yeah, they had a few of those. Yeah. And the guy said to me... um, he said, we just can't sell any. He said, mm-hmm. we, like, we've got a load of old, uh, well, we had a load of older Who merch, but we, we discounted it quite heavily and got rid of it all because we just had stock to clear. But we're not buying any more Doctor Who stuff because it just, you know, for, sell. from the Series 11 stuff, you know, just nobody was I, buying I, it. I had a thing yesterday. I went to, I was in Birmingham yesterday. And um, Birmingham, and uh, I went into the Forbidden Planet there because they've they've moved since I last went. I haven't been to Birmingham for years, and I thought, oh, God, as we're in Birmingham, I must go and check out the new Forbidden Planet. Uh, although I think they've been there a couple of years now, um, and it was like walking into sort of a futuristic void. It was lovely because there was it was so empty, <laughs> you could look round. But on the downside, when I finally found the tiny little Doctor Who section, there was nothing in it. It was like it was literally. A, um, two rows of the 13th Doctor, you know, like the Titan figures that we talked about recently, the tiny sort of three-inch Titan figures that are in a box. Um, the 13th Doctor Dull, of course, the 13th Doctor Pop, and it was just rows of it, and that was it, and there was a couple of books and a couple of big finish CDs, nothing at all. Um, and I thought, oh, well, I kind of, kind of to be expected because the London store's the same, so, you know, no big shocker there. But I went into B&M, and I was just to see if they got any of these, you know, the classic sets that they've been getting in because I'm still after a couple of the Dalek ones. And uh, I spoke to the guy and all he, all I could find on the shelf was a couple of really old three figure sets. So they had like the, the ninth, ninth doctor. doctor and you, yeah, the ninth doctor. I saw those the other day. Yep. And I said, if you, you haven't got any of the new ones that come out of it, he went, Oh no, they all, he got really excited. He's like, Oh no, they all sold really quickly. He said, but I'm going to, I've been trying to get some more. Cause uh, yeah, we can't get enough of the, uh, he goes, you, what'd you call it? The TARDIS. I said, yeah, the TARDIS. Yeah. He goes, Oh yeah, <laughs> we can't get enough of them. He said, they just literally fly off sale, but that's all we got them. He goes, Oh no, hang on a minute. I have got something. And I thought, Oh, what's he got? He goes, I've just reduced all of these to five pounds. And he took me around to the other side of the shelf. And it was literally a whole shelf of that 10-inch Jody doll. Oh, He's like, no. oh, they've gone down to five pounds. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, don't want that. <laughs> but I bless you, so excited. Um, oh. Yeah, it's just birch side, mate. It's just very drab at the minute, really. Uh, I mean, that I really liked those classic sets, the B&M ones. I'm, and, and they've sold really well. So it's great that classic stuff's still doing well, but in terms of um, new series merch, well, I guess with the new with the series not being on as well, 
uh, just doesn't help. But everywhere I go, I see that blimmin' ten-inch Jody doll. They must have made <laughs> loads. Yeah, I think so. I think they overestimated how well that would the comeback. That would the sell. big comeback. Yeah. yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I did go into. There was another shop that we go into as well called Hot Topic. We've spoken about those guys a few times mm. on the pod, and they don't really specialize in merchandise. They're more of a clothes shop, but they do have things like Funko Pops and figures and stuff. And they they had one of the Sonics left, 13th Doctor Sonic. Yeah. And they had an old um, 11th Doctor's bow tie <laughs> oh, up on the shelf. <laughs> and they had some T-shirts, to be fair, but they weren't oh. anything new. They were just official. Yeah. You know, the black T-shirt with the yellow logo. Yes, with the white yeah. outline TARDIS. They had a few of those. but I like that one, actually. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. But that's it, mate. And that's the only piece of merch that I could find in Toronto. Like, This is it. You know, we got very excited about this new stall that's opening in um, Covent Garden uh, next month. And uh, there's been quite a buzz around it, the one that's going to sell only official Doctor Who merch. And I'm really looking forward to going and really looking forward to what they're going to get. And I've signed up to that newsletter and stuff. Um but it did strike me the other day. I was thinking, but what are they going to get? Because I don't think they're sort of going to get anything new that there's not going to be, a, you know, it's not just going to be a whole stall of 13th Doctor figures, is it? Because oh, I'm sort yeah. of thinking there's nothing <laughs> at the minute, there's nothing particularly new out, is there? Um, but maybe it's going to be old stuff. You know, maybe it's sort of like stuff a bit like, um, I think they're called Toy Box Treasures or something. They get like merch from the past that's still in really good condition, you know, the collectors have sold on. And so maybe it'd be like some of the classic figures. Oh, wow. Not classic figures. I mean, like the, you know, from the 10th Doctor era, those sort of, those ones. And right, I don't know, I'm yeah, really intrigued yeah. to see what they get, but gosh, I'm going to be so disappointed if it's just like another load of 13th Doctor dolls, <laughs> which yeah. I don't think it will be. I'm, I think they've, you know, they've made too much of a hoo-ha about the stall and stuff to for it just to be that, but... Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think I feel the same way. I think uh, it would be a bit of an anticlimax if they just started selling 13th Doctor <laughs> or Kawhi figures. You know, you yeah, get, you get the them Kauai, anyway. Yeah. yeah, you love the Kawhi, don't you? Yeah, yeah it might be the old uh, Tardis salt and pepper shakers. Uh, yeah, some barbecue tongs. <laughs> yeah, oh no, what is it? The barbecue Sonic barbecue prongs. That's it. Yeah. Oh god. Remember those? Never did get them, thank goodness. Tardis slippers, maybe. I've got those. Yeah, you've got those. Yeah, I've got Eleventh um, Doctor's Sonic bottle opener. That's pretty sweet because every that time you open the bottle, sweet. makes the sound. Yeah, I've just realised I don't know where it is, but I've got the, I've got the Eleventh Doctor Sonic screwdriver. That's a screwdriver, <laughs> somewhere. Wow, how uh, and it, how and utility. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool because you opened it up and it had all the various screwdriver heads inside. And it nice, when you nice. closed it, it looked like it was a pretty good replica of it. But it's just struck me. I have not seen that for ages. Where's that gone? <laughs> it's a bit like I was having that. I went out for a meal with my partner after we went shopping yesterday. Um, and we were surrounded by Halloween stuff. And there was a plastic skeleton hanging from the wall. And I suddenly was like, where's my plastic skeleton gone? <laughs> and he's like, what? I said, I've got one of these. I haven't seen it for years. Now, where's that gone? And I'm just suddenly noticing that things, um, I reckon stuff's being sold on eBay behind my back. Well, <laughs> He doesn't yeah. need that anymore. Let's get let's declutter without him knowing. Well, it's funny you say that. We did mention that years ago. I remember that vividly. We were saying that 
it, it will get to a point where our partners are just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. So they're just yeah. going to start secretly selling it off very slowly. So we don't I'm, notice. I'm trying to think what else is missing. Where's K9? <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare. Uh, so apart from Toronto, mate, have you been up to, have you managed to cram in any reading or Doctor Who? Uh, no, I haven't, mate. No, because I've been away and stuff. Um, obviously, I watched the our review story, Wedding of Sarah Jane Smith. I watched parts one and two in the hotel lobby. I was wondering where Early you were going to fit fit yeah. it in, t- in terms of your trip, because I watched it um, last night. But I was thinking, yeah, you'll be traveling back. And I was wondering if you're watching it this morning or, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So did you it. watch it on your own or if you're... Uh, no, just uh, on, my, on my phone, in my, my headphones on. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it was good. It was a good way to, because we had to check out by 12, but we, our uh, taxi to the airport wasn't leaving until three o'clock, something like that. Mm. So I had a few hours to kill in the lobby after we went for a walk. So yeah, it's good. Well, I'll, I'll talk about it when we get to the review, but I, cause I normally end up watching these things on my own. <laughs> uh, but uh, this one went on and I was watching it with my other half. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll come back to that. When we get to the review, because cool. I found the reaction quite interesting, considering uh, normally I'll put it on and he'll be like, oh, well, you, yeah, you watch that. Then I'll go and <laughs> I'll go and start soaring down a tree or something. You know what I mean? As soon as it goes on, it's like, oh, well, I'm not really interested. I'll oh, go yeah. and find something to do. But um, yeah, it was uh, interesting. But I'll come to that. Uh, I haven't really been doing much. I did um, get the lovely new Doctor Who, the special steel book. Oh, um, nice, yeah. Which is nice, actually. I can't remember. Are you Have you got this pre-ordered or are you going to get this? Uh, no, I haven't pre-ordered it, but I will pick it up, though. Yeah, it yeah. does look good. I'm not sure who's done the artwork for this one. Tom Webster. Uh, is it Tom Webster? Right, yeah. okay, because I, I really like it. It um it really fits in nicely with the other ones, apart from Series 3, which stands out like a sore thumb. Because uh, it it, like, you put them all together and they all look lovely, and Series 3 just looks like some fan-made knockoff. It really annoys me because I love Series 3. Uh, sorry to the artist, by the way. That's you know I don't mean to be rude, but it's just my own personal opinion. I just really don't think that's up there with the rest of them. But th- this one does look nice. I really like it. Um, I haven't had a chance to dive into it yet, though, and I might be wrong here. Um, by the time this pod come, pod comes out, people will know. But I think it's got a new David Tennant interview on it. And I also think it's got the episode we're reviewing today on it. I think it's got the Sarah Jane, Wedding of Sarah Jane on it as, a, as an extra as well. Um, but I can't confirm that because I literally haven't had a chance to dive into it yet. I've also heard, and again, unconfirmed, but somebody who has had a chance to dive into the set, I've heard that they've messed up the next doctor episode which is a bit annoying so yeah. apparently um they've somehow managed to use a us version of the transfer and upscaled it so it looks grainy as hell the sounds terrible and it's got two black bars either side of it now i don't know if this is true this is just, i just saw this all on twitter last night and i was thinking oh bbc if this is true why can't you get someone to check this stuff before it goes out? But as I said, I haven't had a chance to even open mine yet. So it's all unconfirmed. <laughs> oh no. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It might, I don't know if that's, but that, that would be a bit annoying if it has. I mean, I've, I've got the specials Blu-ray, so I've got that one in there. If that is true, I probably wouldn't bother replacing it just for that, but be a bit annoying. Yeah. No, Rija, but I can confirm what you are saying though, because, uh, we we had a very quick chat about this before we started recording. So I've had a quick look while the intro was going on. Yeah. And I think you must have seen this in Doctor Who magazine. 
So ah, there was a ah. full-page spread in Doctor Who magazine, and it lists out what this new steelbook includes. And yes, it does include The Wedding of Sarah Jane Smith, parts one and two. Oh, great. For the first time in HD, which is awesome. Mm. And a brand new David Tennant interview with the addition of the two animated stories, the, Inf- the Infinity Quest and Dreamland. It's pretty good then, actually. So it's a nice, nice little set. Yeah, um, that's good. Yeah, as I said, I'll, I'll try and confirm next week about the the next Doctor episode if that's true. It'd be a bit annoying, but um, but yeah, it does. It's a it's a lovely steel book, and uh, yeah, it's nice they put a few new extras on as well. Yeah, mm. especially the Sarah Jane. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, especially watching that in HD. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, very cool. But apart from that, I haven't been up to her much. I'm afraid it's been all work and no play in my end. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. So well, yeah, so nice. it's just sat there sealed, waiting to be open. That steel book. <laughs> <laughs> In light of that, then, shall we land the TARDIS and get up some news? Alrighty. Virtual reality. VR. Is it a Jamiroquai song? (laughs) (laughs) We had a VR game for Who, didn't we, a few months back? Yes, that's right, yeah. Which I believe done okay. I think that was produced by the BBC. Yeah, I saw some I screenshots from it, the 13th Doctor one. That's yeah, right. With the yeah. console. It's weird, isn't it? Because um, without going off on off the subject, um, it's strange how the 13th Doctor's TARDIS looks good in sort of cartoon animated form. It really kind of suits that. That I mean, I'm not, I don't like it at all, really, in the series, but... I saw the sort of screenshots of that game and thought, oh, the console looks good in a game. In a game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in a game, yeah. yeah. It's a bit lighter and stuff, isn't it? So. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, there's another one, another VR game coming next oh. month, November 12th. Um, this is a new feature-length proper video. I think the last one was a bit of a teaser. Yeah, like I, a I, test. Yeah. Uh, I think, it, well, it's a, it was a full-on game, but I don't think it was, I don't think there was many hours of content. Whereas this one looks like a full-blown proper game, which is good. It's called The Edge of Time. And it's um, from publisher Playstack, and the the, the, de- the developer studio is Developer Maze Theory. And they put out, put out some artwork, and they put out the cover and all that stuff. And if you go over to their website, I'll put a link in the show notes to it. You can have a look at the um, all of the screenshots that they've put out and the trailers and stuff. It looks very good. And uh, essentially, it combines action, adventure, and sci-fi Equipping players with the sonic screwdriver (laughs) to solve mind-bending puzzles, escape treacherous environments, and come face-to-face with classic Doctor Who monsters, all within virtual reality. Escape from weeping angels, face off against brand new creatures, and pilot a Dalek shell to harness its fearsome weaponry Mm -hmm. in a thrilling and immersive single-player adventure. Now, this is open, open, this is available, sorry, on PlayStation VR, uh, Vive and Oculus Rift, and also Steam VR. So it's put out on pretty much all of the major VR outlets. And um, just a bit more gumph on this. Um, so become part of Doctor Who, a thrilling single-player adventure developed by Sony London alumni VR Worlds, the London Highest Blood and Truth, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Will the Sonic Screwdriver, as I said, uh, exhilarating moment-to-moment gameplay, wield the Sonic to solve puzzles, blah, blah, blah. Uh, stunning cinematic visuals from the uh, Dalekanium of a Dalek shell 
to the stone-cold terror of a weeping angel experience stunning visuals. Uh, Doctor Who talent featuring Jodie Whittaker as the voice of the Doctor and Nicholas Briggs as the Daleks, uh, with the story written by Gavin Collinson. Uh, Oculus Quest support experience next-level immersion with Oculus Quest as you explore the Doctor Who universe without boundaries in untethered virtual reality. And yes, there you go. So it's out on the 12th of November from all of those platforms. And I'll be honest, mate, this one does look, it does look pretty good. It does, does sound appealing. Yeah. Yeah. I like the sound of it. Is it, is it me or does the TARDIS look really odd on that promotional artwork? I was trying to work out which TARDIS that is. Yeah. I think it's 13th, but it's, it's weird, <laughs> it almost it? reminds me of that one. Remember the Jodie reveal? She's walking towards like the tenant one and it just, yeah, it kind of reminds me of that sort of mashup <laughs> of that. But I kind of like this uh, artwork though. It uh, looks sort of very dark and sinister and you've got the weeping angel and some creepy old house. Looks like Bates Motel, doesn't it? In the background there. <laughs> it um, does a little bit. And a Dalek yeah. at the front. So yeah, yeah, I do think this sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're into your VR, I think most people, if you're on a console, it's PlayStation, obviously. Or if you're on the Oculus stuff, this could be a good one. So 12th of November. <laughs> so, so funny. You say all the, because uh, I'm not a gamer and I don't know what half of these words mean. Ocular. What's that? Is that a platform? Oculus. Yeah. So Oculus Rift is the, is the, uh, the hardware that you need to play virtual reality. If you don't have PlayStation VR. I'm so clueless when it comes to this, but it does sound good. <laughs> it does. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it's a really good Star Wars uh, VR series for Oculus as well. Just saying. I was just going to say to you at the start of the show, actually, should we just scrap this and talk about the new Star Wars trailer? <laughs> <laughs> Which, boom, landed this morning. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, oh, yeah it does oh. look good. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the only bit of news we have. Not much mm. else going on. Uh, shall we see what old Grumpy Pants has got for, for merch? Yeah. Merch corner. Merch corner. Merch corner. It's a bit rubbish, but it's pretty. It's very pretty. Well, there you are, young man. What do you think of that now, eh? A Viking helmet. I know, it's on the telly. It's everywhere. I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted. I work in a shop now, here to help. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you're doing that news bit, because I can't do that. I just can't do it. Sill. Our green little friend. Little green friend. <laughs> uh, What's he done to Ace? <laughs> that is Ace on the... Well, it's not Ace, is it? It's Sophie Aldred. It is. On the yeah. front there with him. Yeah. yeah. So we're getting two, a double whammy of Sill next month. Blimey. Yes. Uh, so we are getting the original uh, newly produced drama series from the world of Doctor Who called Sill and the Devil Seeds of Arador which sounds very cool. Mm. So this is an original drama uh, featuring Syl, the ruthless alien entrepreneur from planet Thoros Beta, um, who appeared obviously first in the Colin Baker era on Vengeance of Varos and Trial of a Time Lord, and is once again played by the same actor, Nabil Shaban. And a little bit of blurb on this one. Syl is worried, very worried, which doesn't keep his reptilian skin in the best condition. Confined in a cold detention cell on the moon, awaiting a deportation hearing while on trial for drugs offences uh, <laughs> committed on Earth. He faces a death sentence if the application is successful and he is found guilty. His powerful employers at the Universal Monetary Fund aren't too pleased about that, not at all. As time runs out, 
and friends desert him still must use all of his devious, vile, underhanded, ruthless, and amoral business acumen to survive. Can he possibly slime his way out of this one? <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this one looks kind of interesting. Um, mm. uh, interesting to note, uh, one of our reviewers for the website, um, Mark Donaldson, actually got hold of an early review copy for this. Oh, yeah. So our review for this will be dropping on Monday, actually. Monday Ooh. the 29th. Uh, so, yeah, we'll get our review out on this one. And, uh, yeah, it looks kind of cool. So that's out on the... Uh, 4th of November, I believe. Um, you can pre-order that from the usuals, Amazon. I think, um, uh, what's the website you usually use? Something for... Oh, Galaxy 4. Galaxy 4, sorry. I think it's yeah. going to be out on there. Uh, and it will be priced around 17 18 pounds. And then the next bit of SIL uh, action will be one of those cool um, The Doctors uh, release... Um, these are both from Koch Media, by the way. And so these guys put out these unofficial documentary-style DVDs. This one is called The Doctor's More Monsters. I think we spoke about this a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, we did, yeah. Yes, and it essentially features six documentaries with in-depth reviews and interviews uh, with Nabil Shaban, which is obviously Sil that we're talking about. It's also got Christopher Ryan, who played Kiv in The Trial of the Time Lord, Stephen Thorne, who played Omega, Azal and Eldrad, um, who sadly passed, didn't he, recently? He did, yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, Terry Malloy, obviously Davros, uh, and Stuart Fell and John Davey, who have both played numerous monsters across many stories. Yeah. So that looks kind of cool, The Doctor's more because there is one called The Doctor's Monsters, isn't there? Yeah, and I've got that one, and um, it was I really enjoyed it, actually. Yeah, because these guys yeah. obviously got to sort of, um, they give you a good insight into the behind the scenes because although they were in the suits and you probably wouldn't necessarily recognize them if you saw them on the street they were sort of right there in the midst of all the classic stories so they've got some good stories to tell yeah so yeah it's quite intriguing i'm glad they're doing another one yes this is the follow-up to that and uh, it's a two-disc special edition over five hours worth of interviews which is cool Mm. and it's presented by robert dick and the voice of the daleks old nick briggs oh yes he's he's often there yes flying around yeah, so a couple of cool, if you're into Sill, if you like that character, November's a good month for you. So they're both out on the 4th of November, and the other one we mentioned, the Doctor's More Monsters DVD, that's going to be a bit cheaper, somewhere between 10 and £15, pounds, and that's, again, out on the 4th of November. So if Sill's your, your thing, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good month for you. <laughs> mm, I look forward to the review dropping. I'll give that a quick read, because I'm intrigued. I've watched the trailer for the... Um, the drama that's coming out and so yeah i'll be interested to hear who did you say has done the review uh mark donaldson one of our mark, writers yeah, yeah. Yep. look forward to hearing mark thoughts on that one yes okay i'm about to use the c word gary so you better oh, get oh. <laughs> better get the bleep machine ready yes christmas oh. is <laughs> we haven't had halloween oh, we haven't had halloween yet <laughs> yeah i'm sorry to say it but uh, christmas is fast approaching believe it or not um it'll be here before we know it and uh, the christmas jumpers have started to arrive and there's uh, a doctor who one this year now i don't think they've managed to top the one that you bought or what would that be two three years ago the uh, oh yeah yep the, you've got the sort of blue one now has it got a cyberman saying delete is that am i thinking the right thing i can't remember That's the one that you've got yeah. <laughs> 
I know um, I really liked it, and I know that I couldn't when I went to order one for myself. I couldn't get it, so I ended up getting this horrible red one instead. Um, but I know the one you've got is really nice. Anyway, they don't <laughs> do that anymore, uh, sadly. But there is a new one coming out, um, which is available to order from Forbidden Planet. Um, looks a different style because yours is sort of wool and it's like a woolly jumper, isn't it? Like mine. Yeah, is it's it a wool? knitted yeah. thing. Knitted. Yeah. Whereas this is more of a what do you call this sort of top? Yeah, it's more it's, of a sweatshirt with a design a on the front. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got a TARDIS on the front with a bit of um, uh, mistletoe. Is it? It's thing? a Christmas wreath on the front. That's it, Christmas yep. wreath, and canines at the bottom. Uh, obviously, it's got snow on there, and it says "Back on Earth." We call this Christmas. Um, and it's very nice actually. So this is the this is the well, it's classed as the male jumper, but I think you could say it's unisex. This one, I would say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, do I have a price for it for those that want to? Because this is available from Forbidden Planet. Twenty squids. Twenty squids. Yeah, yeah. you can pre-order it, it now. Nineteen. Yeah, um, I'm going to be honest. It's it's okay. It might look better in hand. I, when I first saw this, I thought well, there's just something about it. It's a bit bland, I think. But the actual thing might be all right. What do you think of it? Uh, yeah, I think it's. You're absolutely right. I think it could look kind of cool once you look at it. You know, but yeah, on a screen like this, it looks a bit flat. Doesn't look too great, it, but you never know. It does look a bit flat. Um, emp.co.uk I'm not sure if that's how you say it emp.co.uk they are doing a this is classed as a woman's TARDIS Christmas jumper uh, this looks a bit more festive to me this is kind of the more the sort of thing I would expect to see on Christmas Day it's a again it's a knitted um, it's got TARDIS on the front it says happy hula days spelled <laughs> hula days and uh, it's got some knitted Cybermen and Daleks on it and snowflakes and very much, I would I would consider this a proper Christmas jumper. I think the other one's a bit of a half. Don't want to say the word expletive <laughs> attempt at a Christmas jumper. This this yeah. uh, although it is just for the ladies, it says. Um, I think this is more Christmassy personally, uh, and that's available from, yeah, emp emp. Don't know how you say it. Dot co. uk, and it will set you back. Let's have a look. What yeah. price is this, this one? one? This one you you're paying for the the Christmassy knitted feel with this one so this one's 51.99 yeah oh no wow far too much yeah <laughs> i can't see anyone paying for it. i mean it's nice but i can't see anyone paying 50 squid for that anyway yeah if you like it <laughs> and you've got a spare 50 quid uh maybe you want to put it on your christmas list and ask santa for it yeah not too bad maybe. so christmas jumpers they're on their way <laughs> they're on their way yeah <laughs> yeah okay and then last bit of news um we have some more Doctor Who vinyl from Big Finish mm. I on the way. I always get excited by these, yeah. Yeah, so I've, over the past year, we've seen exclusives for various companies. We've seen Sainsbury's, we've seen previous Asda ones, we've seen HMV and whatnot. So this one is one of the Asda exclusives. And this one is a, it's a McGann 8th Doctor story called Max Warp. Mm. And... Uh, let me just find some gump on this. So welcome to Max Warp, broadcasting live from the Sirius Inter-G Cruiser show, hosted by outspoken columnist and media personality Jeffrey, Von, uh, Jeffrey Von Vantage. Let me get that <laughs> right. Media personality Jeffrey Vantage, with spaceship guru extraordinaire O'Reilly and daredevil pilot Timbo the Ferret. Following the sellout success of Big Finish Productions Limited Edition Doctor Who, Adventure The Creeping Death on Vinyl 
which is a previous Asda, uh, earlier in the year, the audio company has announced another exclusive collab and is now bringing the world of Max Warp to Asda. So this is going to be a 2000 um, edition run and it's going to have a cool color splatter effect vinyl. Hmm. And it will also have some brand new artwork with some production notes that you wouldn't have seen uh, previously from Big Finish. Uh, you asked me before what I felt about this one in terms of the cover art. And so, yeah. Yeah. So the actual vinyl itself, I love. It looks very, very cool. I like that, yeah. Uh, but the front cover art, do you know what? I'm not sure about the font that they've used. I think it's okay. It looks gone... like Top Gear, doesn't it? I've exactly. Thought, yeah. yeah. So they've gone for this kind of uh, racetrack, Americanized, big, uh, yeah, style. I mean, don't get me wrong. It looks good. It looks okay. But mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the vinyl itself looks a lot better than the cover art. And the, the image they've used of McGann as well is one that you've seen a billion times in mm. lots of different things. So not as original for that stuff, but yeah. What do you reckon? Is it, yeah, it's an odd, it's a, I mean, I, I love the fact they're doing more of these vinyls because I love collecting them. Um, it's an odd choice of story, Max Warp, I have to say. It's not a, it's not one I would have picked in a, in a million years. It's not that it's bad, but... Um, just a, an odd choice because there's some great ones in the ape doctor's adventures that they could have picked but um so, but yeah that kind of makes it a bit more interesting the cover i agree with you when i first saw it i was like oh, what it just looks so busy um but i reckon you're right i think it is just that i don't like that type typo that they've used so if you if you took out the um if you took off that i think it's quite a nice cover my heart just sinks every time they do give these to asta though I mean, <laughs> I, know, I literally, yeah. as soon as I read that, my heart sank because there's no Asda in me. They never, ever have a clue when you phone them up asking, you know, if they've got it. Um, I mean, at least Sainsbury's, they they tend to be more helpful or they certainly have been in my experience like when it comes to these vinyls. I think they've got sort of got to know, you know, that not two fans are going to be coming to get them and they ought to know about them and stuff. But yeah, Asda, oh, it's just yeah it's just that doesn't do anything for me at all but but i will will try and track this down if i can um i think it's a an interesting one i mean that in a good way it's an interesting choice it's an interesting looking vinyl it's an unusual style cover so i am definitely going to try and get this but yeah. just wish it wasn't as to personally yeah i mean yeah. they're trying something new aren't they and the cast is quite interesting yeah. as well it is, so, yeah uh, it's a doctor and um what's her face Sheridan. Sheridan Smith. Yeah, Sheridan Smith story. But they're always What's very good. Fun. Yeah, Sheridan there. Uh, She's brilliant, actually. It's Lucy Miller, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really like those two together. Yeah. Uh, mm. But it also stars, very surprisingly, you, you know, the Duncan uh, Duncan James from the pop group Blue. Because uh, uh, I think he he did turn kind of actor, didn't he, I believe, after, he, after Blue went a bit south. Oh, maybe. I think yeah. he was in Corrie. For, I could be wrong, but I think he was mm. in Corrie for a while, something else. So he is flexing his acting muscles a little bit. And also, um, uh, what's his face? James Fleet. If you're a fan of the Vicar of Dibley, you'll know him as... Uh, oh, it's him. Yeah, yeah, Hugo. Hugo Horton from the Vicar of Dibley. So great actor. And uh, yeah, so an interesting supporting cast with this one as well. So... Yeah, you can tell they've definitely tried something different with this. Mm. Uh, well, so we'll see how it goes. But 
Yeah, it's got that god awful bloody big green Asda sticker on the front. So that'll have to come straight off. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. the last one they did, the last vinyl was Asda green, wasn't it? It's was really gross. Yeah. I can't remember what you called the it. Snot coloured vinyl. Snot coloured green. Yeah, at least this one. I do love the look of the vinyl. I think it looks that white and it's got like a, it looks like someone's dropped a, two tins of paint on it, doesn't it? Like yellow and black on a white vinyl. Yeah, that looks cool though. It does look good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I meant in a good way. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, it looks good. So it's out on the. 15th of November, isn't it? It is out on... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the 15th. 15th of November. Yeah, okay. Yes. See if I can get one. Yeah. Might have to call on a few mates. Could be Can cool. Asda lately. Can yeah. Asda lately, mate? Get me a vinyl. Put me up a bit of put me they up my vinyl. Yeah. They won't know. That... Got that Dot 2 vinyl. Uh, anyway. <laughs> See if Anyways. I can get one. Yeah. That could be cool. So, yeah, let us know. Uh, any listeners, I pick this one up. Uh, I normally have a look on twitter and instagram whenever these exclusive mm. vinyls are dropping you normally see a bunch of people who post pics when they pick them up so um yeah that could be cool yes right that's it for news and merch let's move on to our review what we got this week dude yeah so uh this is um because we had a little break uh recently this has been one that i've been really looking forward to watching i heard some great stuff about this one so let's see if it lives up to the hype it's the sarah jane adventure called the wedding of sarah jane smith She's off again. Right, we're coming over. Why is she lying to us? His name is Peter Dalton. We're getting married. Am I supposed to call him? Dad. Oh, Clyde, Peter is not an alien. I've made you all so suspicious. But this is a happy thing and I, I want you all to be part of it. Trickster doesn't want us helping Sarah, so he separated us. Trapped us in two different seconds. All you have to say is, I do. And if you don't, we'll remain here forever. Trickster! Not Sarah, without you lot, saving the world from your attic and healing. Chaos and destruction. We can drink to the trickster. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, the old trickster's back he's back yeah tricky trickster so this one was a two-parter as they all are i believe aren't they sarah jane yeah i think so yeah yep and this was back in the cbbc days so they go out the day after each other which is good you don't have to wait a week to see the conclusion so the first part went out on the 29th of october 2009 and then part two went out on the 30th, the day after. It was written by Gareth Roberts, directed by old Roberts. old Roberts, yeah, directed by Joss Agnew, uh, overseen by Gary Russell. And it stars the usual Attic crew plus Mr. David Tennant as the Doctor mm-hmm. uh, on this one. And a little bit of synopsi for you. So Sarah Jane starts to act a wee bit suspicious. So Luke Clyde Rani and K9. Uh, helped begrudgingly by Mr. Smith uh, <laughs> kick into investigative mode uh, and they discover after spying that she has a, a wee boyfriend, Mr. Dalton, Peter Dalton, mm. uh, and they go through the motions of dating and whatnot and he pops the question, asks Sarah Jane to marry him. Clyde suspects that Peter might be an alien of all things. And then later on when we get to the wedding, 
an old enemy returns, the trickster. Yeah. And we find out his grand plan. And then as the gang find themselves trapped in a time loop, which is out of sync with Sarah and Peter, uh, they rely on a very special friend who's turned up to save Sarah. And a bit of a sacrifice needed, but all is well in the end. And they, uh, they save the world from the trickster. So I've really been looking forward to this one because some of our listeners, if you've listened, if you've listened, sorry, for a while, you will know that Adam and I are going through these fresh. We have not seen any of these SJA stories before. Mm. I don't think you've seen this one, have you? You said you'd watched a no. few of them. No, no. I think I've seen, yeah, uh, literally a handful at the most. Uh, yeah. I've never seen this one before. Yeah. So we're going into it fresh. It's all good. But I was looking forward to this one because we knew that Tennant was in this story. Yeah. So it's always a bit of a highlight to see uh, how he's going to, um, how he's going to be in, in something that's not the main Doctor Who show. So it's been, I've really been looking forward to watching this particular two-parter. So, dude, what do you reckon to this one? Yeah, same as you. It's it's kind of, I knew it was coming. It's a bit like the Brigadier episode. I kind of knew it was coming up and people rave about it. And so, yeah, you know, your hype's uh, are high. Um, and uh, I can see why people like this one. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, I didn't want my expectations to be too high because people really do big this one up. So, you know, I thought, ah, you know, just go into it fresh and stuff. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. It didn't disappoint at all. Um, very easy to follow story. Really humorous as well. Uh, great script. And also really, as usual, really touching my goodness, the ending with Sarah Jane when she just looks so fragile. Um, it's not a side we see of Sarah Jane very often to see her like that. Um, yeah, I, 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 I thought both parts were excellent. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, wasn't disappointed at all. Thought it was great. Yeah, really hit the spot. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, ditto, mate. Hey, thank goodness. I thought, oh, man, imagine <laughs> if he doesn't like this because I know how much you like Tennant and I thought you must be looking forward to seeing him in Sarah Jane because we've been loving this Sarah Jane ride so far so yeah, yeah. so good so it didn't yeah it hit, hit the spot this one yeah it certainly did mate and yeah. I'm gonna say not just because David Tennant's in it no not at all no it, it wasn't one of those stories where we felt that he popped up and carried it because it was a weak story it was actually even if the doctor wasn't in this one it's still a great story really yeah. really good it's Agreed. just a bonus that he's he makes an appearance. And uh, it must have been tough. It must have been tough for David Tennant because um, one of our uh, buddies, old Rick Moran. Sorry, I shouldn't say old. <laughs> our <laughs> sorry, old mate. Rick. Uh, our old mate. Sorry, yeah. Our uh, buddy Rick, he, um, when he was uh, tweeting his review, he mentioned that uh, although the Doctor's appearance in this is within the same chronological order as, as the main show Doctor Who. Uh, David Tennant filmed all this stuff after he did The End of Time Part 2. Mm. So he'd already f finished as the Doctor. That was all done. So this is his very, this is his final uh, ever appearance as the Doctor, if you don't include the 50th anniversary, the day of the Doctor, in terms of like, you know, the normal show running. Uh, that stuff. So it must have been really tough for him to uh, to have hung up the uh, the sonic and the coat and stuff, and uh, and then think, oh, it's not quite over. It's a, it's almost yeah. like every actor who plays who kind of goes through that, I suppose, at one point in their lives where it's like it's never over. 
there's mm. always something else. Because I think uh, we mentioned the special features on the specials Blu-ray steelbook that we meant uh, earlier on. Yeah. And I remember in one of the, alongside the Doctor Who confidential stuff, they go, they have, there's also this David Tennant video diary that he does as well with like, he's got his own camcorder. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I remember him saying, because I think this was, this is either the very, very last or the second to last, because he did mention on there that once he'd finished the end of time part two, he had to come back a few weeks later and film an ident for BBC two back in the day. And I remember this advert on BBC two. There's a, you know, those little sort of 10 second clips that they play while the announcer is telling you what programs about to come up. Yeah. There was a bit where he's on a sled with the reindeers and stuff, and it goes around the, the TARDIS and stuff. I remember that. Yeah. 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 So he had to come back and film that as well. So I don't know if that's the last thing he did or if this is the, but anyway, mm. it must've been weird for him to, uh, to have had that emotional ending. Cause if you look at the confidential bit, there's a bit at the end where he's in tears basically. And yeah, it's very emotional. So it must be weird to have all that and then just, you know, shuffle back into the studios and do all this stuff as the doctor again. So anyway, David Tennant aside, it's a cracking story. Really, really good, really emotional. And to be honest with you, mate, this is just what, doctor who should be like well this that brings you me know. very nicely onto what i was saying right at the start of the show about my partner who normally when i put doctor who on so he does like doctor who but if it's like the class if we're reviewing a classic or torchwood um he's normally not too bothered so he'll, he'll go off and do his thing although he did watch torchwood last time but but with this one I thought it'd be interesting because he was sat on the sofa just, I don't know what he was doing, but I thought, I will get up and go in a minute. I'll put, I'm put, I said, I'm putting Sarah Jane on because we're reviewing it tomorrow. I'll put it on. I thought, I'll just see how long he, it, you know, he stays for. And he was there right to the end. And at one point he needed the loo and he's like, oh, just, it was right at the end. He was like, oh, just, just see if they, <laughs> and I thought, I haven't seen him sort of that, you know, sort of captivated by, Doctor Who, although this isn't Doctor Who, but you know, for quite some time. Cool. <laughs> so yeah. it's quite interesting that this little in brackets kid stroke family show held his attention for both episodes. And he's not, you know, he's not a big Doctor Who fan of it. And I thought, because it was just, coming back to the script, such a good, fun, emotional, it just hits every sort of point that it needs to hit. It hits it, I think. You know, it just flows so brilliantly, I think, from part one to part two. Like you said, even if Tennant hadn't been in it, he doesn't just waltz in and save Sarah Jane. And, you know, there was no sort of like the 12th Doctor in class moment where he just waltzes in and you think, oh, here he is. I was thinking. Yeah. That. Yeah. Tells it. Yeah. So it, it does. I, I just think it's a real, really good sort of little two-parter. Um, it's fun. It's emotional. It's, yeah, it's just a really good little story. Um, and Tennant is great. It was brilliant to see him. I mean, I I love the fact that we keep hearing the TARDIS now and again, because that that's the first time it happens. That's such a strange moment. It almost feels like a mistake. You're like, what, what happened there then? Because you hear the TARDIS sound effect. They don't really seem to notice it, because I suppose they wouldn't know what it is. Um, it's Rani and Clyde, isn't it? I think. They're sort of looking through the shop That's window, right. through Clyde. the cafe window, sorry, yeah. yeah. So you sort of hear the TARDIS coming, but then nothing happens. And you're like, well, what happened there then? And then a little bit later on, it, you hear it again, and it's sort of all juddery. It's not quite the TARDIS sound effect. So I loved that. So you kind of had this, full, you know, you knew he was coming. 
you knew the TARDIS was coming, but you just didn't know where. Now, I mean, yeah, I kind of guessed it was going to be the cliffhanger, which, by the way, was brilliant. Amazing. What a, yeah. If I'd have been watching this on the TV back in the day, I would have just been like, wow, that was such a great cliffhanger. Like, I, I'm so glad they didn't leave it a week because I think you'd be, you know, it really left you wanting to go straight on to the next episode. But yeah, great entrance by Tennant. I, I've always loved the blue suit. I think he looks fantastic when he comes out of that TARDIS in the blue suit and the long coat, which he always throws off. I was waiting for him to get rid of the coat. Um, so, yeah, just a great entrance from him. But like you said, it didn't feel forced. It didn't feel like, oh, here's the doctor come to save the day. It felt like, you know, he was just part of the story. Um, and you couldn't, you know, there were scenes that I couldn't wait to see, which I knew were going to come, which was, you know, the doctor sort of seeing Sarah again. Um, I kept thinking, surely they're going to go in the TARDIS. Come on, because there's that bit where poor old Clyde tries to go in the TARDIS and he sort of gets electrocuted, kind of, doesn't he? He doesn't make it in. You know, when he's sort of trying to go oh, in yeah. and then it, yeah, yeah, and he gets the energy from it. So I was thinking, oh, come on, surely we're going to get inside the TARDIS at some point, which we do. That was brilliant when they all go inside. So it was, yeah, oh, it's just brilliant. I just loved it from start to finish. Honestly, I just, it just hit every spot for me. I just loved it. It was it was sort of nostalgic without feeling like dated. Yeah, yep. yeah, and it's great, really. I think Gareth Roberts did a brilliant job, you know, with this. I script. do think it was a great script. Yeah. yeah, purely because there's quite a lot in it. Mm. Um, there literally is. A, there's loads of little things in it that, at face value, they kind of just sweep along, and you just sort of go with the story because you know you're. I'm un, I'm unsure on their original motive for including the Doctor and how in depth they wanted to go with him as a character. Mm. Um, if you were just if you were a younger viewer and you all you've watched is the Sarah Jane Adventures and you hadn't seen Doctor Who yet for whatever reason, I think they they found that good balance of excuse the pun you know this alien character you know who's this guy because they you know. Sarah Jane mentions the Doctor quite frequently throughout all of her, you know, all of the series so far. Mm. So I'm hoping that viewers would have heard about the Doctor if they hadn't seen the main show. But it was great that you didn't need to know tons of backstory to figure out who the Doctor was and why he was there and all that stuff. But then if you flip that on its head, there's a couple of moments where, for example, the trickster... He calls the Doctor the Man of Ice and Fire, mm, which that's is great. You know, which is a lead-on from the Family of Blood uh, episode. There's a, a conversation around that. You know, the young mm. lad he, he does that awesome little speech where he describes oh, yeah. the Doctor yeah. as that. So they bring little elements of the actual main show and how the Doctor's described. And then there's that awkward little bit as well where the Doctor's kind of cocky. The trickster's shown up, and but then the the trickster sort of hits him with that. You know, who are you to talk to me about being alone? You've lost everybody mm. that you've travelled with because the Doctor is alone. It's a heartbreak. It's like a bit at the end where Sarah Jane said goodbye and everyone's gone. It's just the Doctor by himself in the yeah. TARDIS, isn't it? And it's uh, yeah, it's a uh, so there's those bits there where, as a Doctor Who fan, it's like, oh, this is amazing because you're referencing stuff that we know about. But as a brand new viewer, if you've never seen Doctor Who before, but you're a younger viewer just watching SJA, it's like, oh, cool, there's this, you know, I, I don't, 
I'm not lost. I'm not baffled by this because mm. it's all kind of direct dialogue. There's no twists and turns. There's no um, surprise thing. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I love that stuff. I think Gareth, it, the, the script is just spot on. It's really sharp. And uh, yeah, the other thing I like as well is that the performances were not altered either intentionally or subconsciously by the other actors. Mm. I would imagine that if you were, um, so uh, Tommy Knight and um, uh, Daniel Anthony, you know, the, the, the attic members, the, the quite young cast members, I would imagine that you would have been a bit starstruck when David Tennant arrives on set and mm. you have to interact with him and do all that stuff. I mean, uh, Elizabeth Sladen was probably completely used to it at this point, you know. Yeah. And uh, I think her character's so strong that she wouldn't have been phased by it anyway. But I think it's great that people like Clyde are still throwing in those cheeky little one-liners. He Tom, was good in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy Knight, he's still got that kind of worried... Uh, Really, Almost really innocent, worried. innocent, yeah. yeah, about his mum and stuff. And you got Rani, who's very strong, and stuff. So, I think it's great that the the in, the performances were not influenced by a big a big presence like David Tennant because he does control the the scene. Let's be honest. Whenever David mm. Tennant's on screen, he's such a big there's such a big aura about him and a big yeah. vibe and stuff. The energy is amazing. So. Yeah, I think throughout the story as well, those guys put it, all of them, they put in such a great performance. I do. I think the cast are just gelling so well. It's a bit like even at the start when K9's there, I'm thinking, yeah, K9's part of the group now. Feels like he's always been there. Doesn't sort of feel like, you know, they're trying to write him in. Um, the cast just gel brilliantly. Um, I mean, they always have, but they've really settled into their roles. Um, the reason I said that Daniel Anthony as Clyde was good this week is because we've said, um, as a minor criticism, because we've been loving Sarah Jane, but we said sometimes it does feel like they don't know what to do with Clive other than give him silly one lines to say. Um, we, we still had that in this, but they were funny. They didn't sort of fall flat. And also yeah, he was yeah. really getting stuck into the action. The bit where he goes up to the trickster in the void was amazing. You know, so he was utilized really well as a character this, this week as well. Um, I was trying to work out where this would be set in tenants. Because I think, it's, like you said, he's travelling on his own. So is this towards the end of the Doctor's regenerate? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it's somewhere towards the end. Because he knows Luke as well, which threw me at first. Because I was like, how does he know Luke? Because obviously he's met Sarah Jane in the school reunion. Um, he introduces himself to the Rani and Clyde. But I was like, but he, he seems to know Luke. And that was bugging me. And I couldn't work out where. I was thinking, well... It can't be from when he saves him because that hasn't happened yet, as far as we know. Um, mm -hmm. But you were saying it's from so journey's end. So, so journey's end. Journey's end. Yeah, there's that. Um, there's that scene, isn't there, where they all amplify the phone signal and they reach the Doctor in the TARDIS, who's in orbit around mm. the Earth. Oh, yeah, I vaguely remember actually. Yeah, yeah. and you've got these. You've got the the computer monitor divided into four. You've got Martha. You've got yeah. Um, what's her face? Harriet, MP for yeah, fly day north. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and then you've got Captain Jack, I believe, and then in the and then the other one, you've got Sarah Jane, and you've got K nine and Luke there with her. So I think it's from. It must be from that. It's got to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which makes sense. It was just bugging me at the time watching this. I was like, how does he know Luke? Where have they met? Um, but where do you think this comes in terms of the 10th Doctor's 
story arc do you think this is towards the end because he's got very long sideburns i notice <laughs> so yeah, you know um, i think so i think this is somewhere within the specials series yeah i yeah. think anyway um because he's traveling by himself there's no companion at this point no companion is there no so so i think at the end of series four so we say goodbye to donna don't we yeah and you know we've had all the of stuff with rose come back into it and all that's done and uh so i i believe i could be wrong but it feels to me like this is somewhere within the specials timeline so from the next doctor but not quite as far as say the waters of mars because he seems like a very harsh oh, yeah. doctor in that one you know so i think around the time of that it just just from his performance and the way he is it feels like the next doctor ish around there before we get to like the dark vengeance of the time lord stuff i think you're probably yeah. right i mean i think tenant slips so brilliantly back into the role of the doctor as well doesn't he it's, it's it, i mean he just seems to really you know just the way he delivers his lines like when they ask to go in the tardis he's like you want to come in my tardis yeah come on in you know just the way he <laughs> flips like i love that it's such a tenant tenant sort of way of doing it um so he just, yeah, he didn't, didn't feel like, oh, he doesn't quite feel right or oh, you can tell he left and he's come back and, you know, he just effortlessly sort of fits back into the, the role of the Doctor, I think. Um, he's just funny and he switches to dark and the action sort of side of the Tenth Doctor is, yeah. It, it was really nice to see him back, I'm not going to lie. Um, although Tennant's not my favourite sort of Doctor from the new series, um, I do always love his performance. Um, I don't know. It's just a bit like you said earlier. There's something about when he's on screen, he's absolutely captivating, and I think that's what kept my partner watching. Was just like, oh, I hate to say it, but I'm gonna say it. It reminded me of the good old days. Oh, here we go. <laughs> no, it really did because because we did use me and my other half did used to watch Doctor Who together during the Tenant era. We watched all of the Tenant era together. Um, even ones where, you know, so oh, that wasn't so good. But, but it always sort of watched it to the end together. Uh, I can't think of sort of any story, you know, where, where we didn't. So it was nice. I think there was a bit of that yesterday when I was watching this with um, with my partner. I thought, oh, this is, we haven't done this for a while. This is really nice. And I, I am going to say it, a lot of that was down to Tenant. I think. It was a bit, it was sort of reliving a bit of the glory years, I felt. Because it does have that great feeling that we had during that era i don't care what you say we've definitely lost something and it's just that very easy watching fun you know side to the show which i think is slightly gone um and th that's what i love about sarah jane it just feels to me like an extension of the sort of era of doctor who that i loved when it came back um so yeah but i yeah. think that and I, don't, I think there is an element of that is down to tenant i think absolutely mate yeah there's yeah. definitely a feeling of how so Doctor Who around this time and the Sarah Jane adventures, there's, there's definitely just something about it that, yeah, and it does, we're completely, you know, using this a lot at the moment, but it does feel like the good old days of Who. It really <laughs> it does. does feel that it way. It really and, does, um, yeah. But yes, it's a, it's a cracking story. So story-wise then, again, really, really easy to follow this one. The only, Did you see the trick? Oh, sorry, go on. Uh, sorry, uh, the only bit that you maybe had to pay a little bit of attention to is when um, Peter Dalton, played by Nigel Havers, is trying to explain to Sarah Jane how he came up, you know. 
Because yeah. for a while, he doesn't really go into any detail about why. We kind of got the idea when he says that we, he references the trickster as the angel. So we kind of get an idea in our heads that, right, okay, something happened there with, with the trickster. But he doesn't, they kind of leave it quite late into episode two where he actually says he fell down the stairs and the trickster appeared and kind of brought the two of them together and so on. So that is the only bit that I would have, well, well, I assume that younger viewers would have maybe had to have concentrated a bit to sort of get where that was going. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the rest of it though, was just super easy. And no, I didn't see it as the trickster. I don't know about you. No, that's, that was what I was going to say. I didn't see it. When the trickster appeared, I was like, oh, yes. Because I, I did wonder, like, what the character of Paul, where was that going? Like, we, I kind of felt like, is he marrying Sarah Jane just for her money? Is it going to be that obvious? Is he going to turn out to be an alien? Where, you know, what's the twist going to be? You knew it was coming all the way up to the wedding. Um, and there's a bit where he sort of stood outside the, the wedding hall and... Um, Rana's parents are sort of talking and he's just sort of slyly listening. I thought, all right, what's going to, something's going to happen in a minute. He's going to turn into something or whatever, but it's not at all really. It's the trickster. I didn't see that coming at all. And it fits perfectly with the story that he saved, um, uh, Paul, isn't it? The character. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Peter, Peter, Dalton. Peter, yeah. Peter, and Paul. Peter. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's what I loved because all the way through this story, I didn't want, you know that Sarah Jane's going to end up getting hurt. You know that. There's, there's no way that it could end any other way because something's got to be wrong with Peter, you know, because we know that she doesn't get married. So I was thinking, what's it going to be? Because I don't want it to be that he turns out to be an alien and that she's been tricked. And I think the twist that he, that it, the, the love was genuine. That's what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. And I think the way that they managed to do that was really good because I was thinking, how can how can you make... How can you make their relationship real? What's the twist going to be? And they managed, he, Gareth Roberts managed to do that, didn't he? The love was real. Yeah, absolutely. He yeah. did He did yeah. sort of lie to Sarah Jane about, you know, the reasons and stuff, but he wasn't a bad person. Um, and so I like that. So their relationship was real. It didn't turn out to be, you know, a fake plan, dastardly plan. Well, you know what I mean? In terms of from... Peter's side of things it was genuine so I like I really liked that twist I'm glad that they kept that and it wasn't you know just Sarah Jane being taken for a ride sort of thing yeah well they did cleverly throw throw you off course a bit because at the end of towards the end of episode one I think this is after Peter has given her her engagement ring and it's glowing red isn't it so we yeah we know yeah. that something's not right but we've we have no idea that the tricks is involved at that point so it has to be peter he must be an alien or something's mm. sort of untoward but then they throw in his i'm pretty sure it wasn't the trickster but there's a bit where we hear peter do this kind of weird oh, evil, evil cackle yeah so that I forgot about that yeah so mm. i think that kind of threw you off course a little bit because that just planted the seed really heavily that Peter was some kind of evil thing. Unless it was the trickster laughing. I assumed it was Peter. I'm sure it was Peter. I'm pretty, I'm 99% yeah, sure I it think was it him. Was, yeah. But, yeah. but that doesn't align with his actual character because he, you know, like you said, the love was genuine there. So I don't think yeah. he would have knowingly tried to, um, you know, cause her any pain or anything like that. Or, But he did, the only sort of thing that alluded to that was, 
she did say to him, why did you hypnotize me? And he said, it was just a sort of a, you know, a safety net sort mm. of thing, you know, because we need to be together. But because he's so genuine, that evil cackle doesn't, doesn't make the, that's the only thing I'm, I'm looking at my notes. That's the only mm. thing that I knocked a half a point off actually was because that evil cackle that he does is just so out of character for how he is across all of the, you know, both of the parts. It's just there to throw you. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Just a red herring, mm. yeah, but... Uh, red herring, yeah. Yes, but it was... Yeah, I mean, the, the, the whole trickster thing. I just love that character. The trickster yeah, is such a well. great... Brilliant character. Yeah, like the makeup, the way they've done his voice, the overdub, that really sinister voice and so on. Mm. And the costume change is great as well, because... Every time. I love it when the doctor says, oh, you looked better in white women. Yeah. I just love moments like that. Well, it's cool, isn't it? Because he needs to appear to Peter as an angel. So he changes from black to white. So all of the scenes where Peter's involved, he's in white. The rest of the time we see him in black with the doctor. So that was kind of clever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, what else was going to say about the trickster? So I think also the other thing that I like about the trickster is that we get a little bit of a little bit of backstory delivered from the doctor which kind of backs up his abilities i suppose because this isn't just a, an alien that's crash landed or has got a ship somewhere and is using conventional weapons or a laser gun or something like that the trickster is actually a pretty powerful being mm. and although we know that the the good guys are going to win ultimately in the end he still does dish up a little bit of you know, he gives them a hard time, for yeah. sure. And uh, I like the fact that the Doctor's on him straight away. As soon as the as soon as the trickster appears in front of the Doctor, the Doctor's on him and knows exactly who he is, where he's from. Doesn't he go through the whole pantheon of Discord? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and he's, you know, that's when they go into the whole, you know, I've, I've fought you a lot before. You know, I've, I've taken you a lot on before and stuff, and, you know, it doesn't suit you going solo, that stuff. So... I love the fact that now that we've seen a trickster again, because we've seen it before, mm. now that we know a little bit more about that character and stuff. So it's just great storytelling. It's really, is, really is, good. Is the trickster, the, the other story, I was trying to remember now, is that the one with Sarah Jane where she goes, sees herself as a, a baby? Back in time, is yeah. Because that, yeah. that's the other, I mean, th these this two-parter and that two-parter, they really stick in my head as the two that... If I was going to sort of, um, I don't know, if I was going to sort of put another one on to show my other half, I was thinking that was such a great two-part as well with the trickster. Um, yeah, that was Gareth Roberts as well. That was, was um, The oh. Temptation of Sarah Jane Smith. That was because I thought yeah. it was a great two-part of that. Um, so that one and this one, yeah. I mean, well, I don't think we've had a bad one yet, really. Even even the one last week, which, uh, sorry, the last one we did, um, The Woman in the Attic, which I think had its you know, oh, moments yeah. that weren't so good. I think even that I absolutely loved. Um, but uh, yeah, he is a great character. I absolutely love the tricks. So brilliantly played as well. Uh, who is it? Paul Mark Davis. Paul Mark Davis. He's played some other who monsters. I'm pretty certain. Yeah. I was going to say that. I'm sure he's been in a few suits, <laughs> but yeah. like you said, the makeup of that, he's scary enough to be scary, but you know, still fits that sort of family audience sort of thing. Doesn't it? I think yeah. he was in, who was the dude from class that was, the big well, rock, the shadow king, shadow dude. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Krakenus or something like that. Don't know. Yeah, I he, he was that. Since he went out. Uh, incidentally, anyone who's got Netflix in the UK, class has just been added, or in the last That's couple it? of weeks has been added to Netflix. So, if uh, 
being bored is your cup of tea <laughs> then uh classes on and anyway he's he plays a good he plays a good evil monster slash alien mark paul davis yeah um before we get on to characters just very quickly what did you think of the ending because sometimes we've had this before where stories can be really really good but then we've complained that the ending was just rushed and tied up in a neat little bow and stuff Mm. I actually like this ending because I can imagine a lot of the kids being in tears because there's that <laughs> there's I, I don't that sounds bad doesn't it I don't like it because of kids crying but mm. I imagine the emotional wallop at the end where and it is a wallop it is yeah where uh, Peter essentially has to has to die he has you know if if he stays because the trickster has only kept him half alive that's the crux of it. And he'll only give him like full, mort- full mortality once Sarah Jane says, I do. Because once she says that and she commits, because there's this thing with the trickster, isn't it? It's like, do I have your, what is it? Uh, under- agreement. Agreement, yeah. So once that happens, Sarah Jane will have forgotten everything that's gone before in her life and it will be reset and she'll be married and happy and everything. So the trickster has kept Peter half alive and... Um, yeah, he'll only be full, like mortality, uh, once he marries Sarah Jane. So he has to then make the decision, like, which is heartbreaking because he loves Sarah Jane. He really wants to be with her. And you can tell that maybe in another lifetime they would have been happy together because yeah. they're very well suited together. Uh, but he has to, you know, and even even she says to him, look, you you, you have to die. When you fell down the stairs, you died. That was it. Yeah, yeah. The, the trickster's using you to erase my life. This is not about you, unfortunately. This is about me. So, and he does, and he does it in great fashion as well. I love that last, those last few minutes from Nigel Havers is really good. Yeah. What no, do you I thought, it, as I said, it was a good, it was a good um, way to end it because it could have, what I liked about it was it wasn't predictable. Um, I think I kept thinking like, you know, how is this going to sort of tie up and, and, um, there was more to it. I think, you know, if it, Gareth had been a lazier writer, he could have quite easily just tied things up very quickly. Um, but he managed to keep the heart of the story right till the end, which I liked. He didn't just yep. say, oh, yeah, he's bad. It's That's the twist. It, he managed to keep the heart of the story right to the very end. Um, I just wondered how you felt about the Doctor sort of quoting the fourth Doctor at the end as well, because sometimes it, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So... Oh, is this the doctor the, says. Uh, the doctor says, "Sarah Jane, Day, don't don't forget me, Sarah Jane." Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I thought, oh, okay, I, I thought it worked. I, I, you know, a little bit of me was like, oh, that's maybe a bit not cheesy, but one step too far. But I, I did like it actually. I do think that was quite a nice way to to sort of finish it off. I, I think it worked actually. I had to think about it for a second. Then, mm. no, I do. I do think that works because it just bridges the gap to classic Who, doesn't it? which Sarah and, and Jane was a big part of. And so. he delivers it so well, I think. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think gonna, that's the yeah. way he just, it just comes, because I wasn't expecting it. And when he said it, I was a bit like, ah, uh, uh, okay, uh, a classic quote coming in. Hmm. But I, I liked it as well. And actually, talking a classic quote, um, Sarah Jane also mentions Metabelius 3, and she manages to say it right. Say it right, yeah. So well done. <laughs> yeah, so. that was cool, actually, yeah, because uh, was it Matt Smith? Doctor, Matt, yeah. it says Metabolis, which Metabolis is... Metabolis 3. Nah. God, 
dear. So yeah, so that was nice to see that. I almost felt like they'd almost put it in. Oh no, I was going to say as a correction, but this would be before, wouldn't it? So anyway, yeah, it was nice to hear that get mentioned and said correctly as well. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. so a couple of little bits of classic in there for the fans. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yes. Which um, I didn't feel they were shoehorned in. I just thought they were nice little moments that. If you picked up on them, you did. If you didn't pick up on them, it didn't make any difference. Exactly. Um, but they were there yep. for yep. us. And I, I thought that was nice as well. Yeah. Um, it's a shame the Brig wasn't with us on this one. Apparently, uh, yeah. Nick Courtney was pretty ill at this point. I think he'd had a stroke and, yeah. uh, and had passed away, I think, by the time this was broadcast anyway. So, um, yeah, so I think they kind of write it around that a little bit. They say that he's off in Peru somewhere. That's right. Uh, which is why he couldn't attend. But it would have been nice because that way, I think it would have been the only time, wouldn't it, where the brig would have interacted with a newer doctor, like from from newer Doctor Who, is that right? Yeah, I yeah. believe so, yeah. yeah. So that could have been amazing. we're not counting yeah. Cyber Brig. We're not counting, <laughs> absolutely we are not. not. Even, yeah. <laughs> so that would have been amazing to have Tenant's Doctor interacting with the brig as well as Sarah Jane. That could have been awesome, so... That's a that shame. would have been a lovely moment. I mean, there was, I suppose it might have got a bit crowded, uh, depending on how it was written. Um, but it certainly would have nice to, would have been nice to have seen him there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, also, just one quick thing that I had in my notes. There's two things actually, which I found kind of cool. Actually, one thing does put this a little bit cleaner in the, in the timeline, I suppose. But the trickster, mm. he mentions the gate, quote unquote. He's waiting for the Doctor, which is what happens in the end of time. So this is definitely before then. Yeah. And I feel like it's... I, I'm going to place this as in between Journey's End and the next Doctor. I'm I'm going to make a, a, a decision and plonk it in the middle. Mm. Yeah, it fits. I think it fits nicely there, actually. I think so. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I like the little Alonzi. The oh yeah, I thought you would. There. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> and did you catch the little um, the little acronym that's on the bottom of uh, Mister Smith's screen? No, which was kind of cool because when I first saw it, it's a very quick little thing. But when I first saw it, I was like, "That's not what TARDIS." Because it, it it doesn't say the word TARDIS, but there's a there's a sentence, and it you know the the acronym or that the first letters of the word spell out TARDIS. But I remember thinking when I, that's not what TARDIS stands for, but it's, it's a cool little, um, it's a cool little thing. And he sees, uh, what's the sentence he sees? Uh, just going into my notes, blah, 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 blah. It says something like temporal something, blah, 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 blah. And I thought, oh, that's a really cool little thing because we all know that that's not what, Oh, yeah, so it says temporal and relative dimensional interference sensed. <laughs> and I thought, aha. I didn't notice that. That spells TARDIS. Ah. So I like that as well. That's what I mean when I mentioned earlier. There's loads of cool little things in here. Mm. If you were a fan of the, the main show, you would have got those things. It's really cool. But, I did spot her owl in the background. I've spotted it before. Oh, but yeah. The yeah. owl that she carries in the hand of fear when she leaves at the end. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, I saw that in the, the loft again. In the attic, sorry, not the loft. The, the loft, attic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, did you like the little quips between Mr. Smith and Canine? Yeah. Very funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm liking that. Liking that. Yeah. Yeah. A, a little chuckle. Um, when you feel like Canine's kind of getting the upper hand, which is nice. Yeah. He's uh, a bit of a cheeky. He's a bit cheeky to Mister Smith, isn't he? he but is, uh, isn't he? I do. I do think that's quite fun. It is. Yeah. He's like Sarah Jane. I could have ran a scan for you. <laughs> and K nine says something like, "Well, they didn't ask you, so shut up." <laughs> um, One thing I'm not sure about though is K nine seems to have this blinking thing going on, which I've never seen before. Do you notice that with his eyes? He sort of. They did it a couple of times. He sort of does this sort of blink to acknowledgement i'm like where's that come from <laughs> oh yeah i didn't i thought that was just what canine did no maybe he does okay. i've just not picked up on it before but yeah yeah well perhaps that you know the because he was holding back a neutron star or something something wasn't he maybe it's you know affected his eyesight or something i don't know yeah, maybe he's got the spec savers got some, <laughs> some contacts <laughs> some new lights <laughs> uh before we move on to the um the main crew which I know we've spoken about anyway, but what about mm. uh, Gita and Haresh then, Rani's parents? She was actually quite funny in this one. Oh, I, I was smiling, yeah, because um, I'm starting to get to really like her, actually. She she is uh, over the top in her performance, but I do, like, when she was hovering, and I thought, she's going to go over, and she, she's got to go over and, and have a check out her new man. And that's exactly what she does, and... It just added a really nice, fun moment to the episode, and um, and when they're at the wedding and everything later. So I I, I like those two. I think they've yeah. got potential for for adding nice little comedy moments to each episode. Actually, yeah. So, and when she yeah. gets the hump about the honeymoon, like we ended up in Brussels or something. Oh yeah. He's like I actually That's liked right. it, and she just gives him one of those sharp that looks. Looks, yeah. And he's like, here we go, That's bringing right. this up again. It's like there's nothing there. Yeah, no, I, I did. I thought there's a couple of good moments with, with those two. Yeah, yeah. they're quite. They are quite cool. Mm. Uh, what about? So I, I felt like Rani, Clyde, and Luke had a, a kind of an equal footing in this one. Yeah, I felt like. Well, if anything, possibly Luke and Clyde a little bit more because mm. there was a few more scenes with Luke, obviously. Because it's sentence around his mum, blah blah blah. Like there's a couple of scenes where she's like, "I'll come and you know see you in bed in a minute, tuck you in, sort of thing." And they have that nice little conversation. And there's the bit where they go out to dinner with Peter. So I think Luke's in it a little bit more. And then we have that awesome scene with Clyde, where he, um, you know, when he they go to run towards the TARDIS and he runs into the as it's dematerializing, and there's all that Archon energy that's left over. Yeah, that was a great scene. Yeah, I, that, I really thought that was good because, yeah, Clyde getting stuck into the action. Yeah, and then there's that scene where he's got it in his hand and he goes up to the trickster. I think you mentioned it earlier. Yeah. And he, like, you know, slaps the trickster's hand and transfers <laughs> all the energy. It's very, very cool. Gives him a good old slap. Yeah. Yeah, but I also think that Ranu too, had a fairly decent outing. So I think the three of them generally had a good, a good outing in this one. Sometimes one of them gets a little bit sidelined if there's not enough to do, but I thought they were all pretty good. No, I did. I thought the cast gelled really, really well, actually. And um, yeah, it's just nice to see. They they feel like they're, the more we watch the Sarah Jane Adventures, they seem to be literally growing in front of our eyes. I don't just mean as people. I just mean the way they're gelling, like the relationship between Clyde and Rani. She gives him a couple of looks. You almost feel like, you know, are those two sort of getting together? What's going on? There's a, There's a really good chemistry between them. And you had the sort of standoff where Luke was telling Clyde off for, you know, 
stop thinking everything's going to go wrong, support my mum sort of thing. And, you know, so there's that sort of friendship. And I just think the cast gel so well in this. Um, yeah, I didn't sort of feel anyone got particularly left behind um, in this story. If I had to be pushed, then maybe the Rani didn't get quite as much to do. Yeah. Uh, the Rani. I mean, Rani, Hard I'm always going to do that, Rani. <laughs> I almost wanted the Doctor to say as well. Like, I wanted there to be a line in there when he says... Um, you must be Rani. I wanted to say something about, I'm not sure about that name or something, but yeah, yeah. that would have been cool. Yeah. yeah. I was waiting for it, but no, I thought, I thought, yeah, I thought they're all great this week. Yes. Really, really good. So they worked really well with Tennant as well. I would love to, I can just imagine they had so much fun on set. Oh, yeah. I just, yeah. you can feel, you know, it really comes across on screen, doesn't it? You can just tell that those guys probably had an absolute ball making this. Yeah. You know, you can getting tell to go off. on the TARDIS, yeah. I bet that was great, you know. Just so yeah. good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what's um, what's cool, though, is, like I mentioned earlier, their performances were not altered by being starstruck or anything. They still, yeah. same consistently, consistently played those characters well, which is good. Mm. Uh, just very quickly, I know we've spoken about him, uh, Nigel Havers. thought he was very good. I, I'm, glad, I to, I'm glad you mentioned him, because I, I, although we have spoke about him, I think he was the perfect casting for this. He, I know he always plays that sort of smooth, you know, <laughs> Devon man, but he, his performance is great. I, I think he, he manages to get the tone just right between being quite almost to the point of cheesy, but not overacting. I, I thought, I thought he was brilliant, honestly, um, really well acted. It just keeps it on the level works ever so well with Liz Sladen. I thought the two of them, you know, um, uh, they had good chemistry together. Mm. I thought you could believe that they'd fallen for each other. Yes. Um, yep. And also he just, because he's always got that glint in his eye, Havers, hasn't he? He's got that glint. <laughs> you, you're never quite sure. That's what was good about it because we assumed he was going to turn out to be bad or whatever. So you, all the time you're sort of thinking, yeah, he's got that little glint in his eye. What's the twist going to be? So yeah, absolutely perfect casting. I thought he was brilliant actually. Yes. Nigel Havers. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and then we've spoken about Tennant. Yeah, just it was fantastic. really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and not sort of overbearing either. Just There's a fine line, I think. There's a bit where he's a bit shouty. Yeah. Borderline bossy. But I think that's just part of his character. That's just how Tennant mm. played the Doctor anyway, because that shouldn't come to a shock to anybody that's seen him before as the yeah, Doctor. Was, but, you know. If I was going to make one minor criticism, he's a bit shouty and when he turns up, but that's probably down to the script on him. But yeah. 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 And then Liz Sladen then. Uh, I think, I mean, she's been brilliant every single episode we've watched, but I think in this one, because she has to show this, I mean, she, at that end scene when she's just all dressed down, cause she's normally so sort of smart and looks perfect, doesn't she? And at the end, she's sort of in a big old baggy jumper and the hair's all messed up and she just looks absolutely downtrodden and you know and done in um but she's still got that fire in her belly as well and um yeah i think that just it's just another brilliant sort of add-on to her performance really she just you just she just looks so vulnerable at the end and it's heartbreaking really um and yeah. she sells it so well but then she turns it around with a bit like tenant does she sort of switches it around with a nice line and star oh, sarah jane's back and she'll she'll get back on her feet sort of thing so a, a brilliant performance from this slated in this really really beautiful performance i thought yep no i agree totally and i, I really like her because she can't be strong all the time we have to no. see a, a vulnerable side to her and we definitely see that 
mm. in this. So, yeah, really good from her. Mm. Other things that sold this to me, mate, would be, I thought the direction from Joss Agnew, um, very good. I thought the episode was shot beautifully, looked really, really good. And um, I think a special mention for the music as well. Mm. The music was yeah. Beautiful in this episode. Again, I kept thinking it was, somebody's taken, you know, stolen some of Murray Gold's notes because there's a bit where we get that choral singing again. It's so Murray-ish. They uh, ripped like, that straight out, yeah. Yeah, which is good. I thought yeah. I did look at the end to see who it was um, doing the music for this because I thought, oh, it's not, it's not Murray, is it? But yeah, beautiful music, beautiful score, really added to the emotion and the fun of the episode. So yeah, really good stuff. Sam and Dan Watts. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, no, the music was really good, actually. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, I haven't got anything else in my notes, buddy, before we get on to scores. Have we got anything else? No, no, that no. was it. Yeah, that's it. Right. It's... You, I think, because I remember yeah. I struggled last week, yeah. Yes. I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. Mm, I'm the same. Are you? Oh, cool. Yeah, 9 out of 10, yeah. Really, really good. I'm only knocking off a point, really, Um for I thought the CGI, although I loved it, it didn't look very good. It's the only thing in the episode <laughs> that didn't look good was the bug-eyed monster in the oh, box yeah, at the start, yeah. and it kind of didn't really have a reason to be there. Uh, yeah, I knocked as I said earlier, I knocked half a point off for that strange evil cackle from Peter, mm. which seemed just out of character for his motives and his understanding of what he was getting into. So that was kind of weird. But overall, absolutely loved this one. Yeah, cracking story. Right, what did our uh, awesome listeners think to this one? We had a few audio clips in uh, for this, which is great. Uh, let's kick off with our regular reviewer from Dan Under. This is Sammy Satine. G'day, Gary and Adam. Sammy Satine here. So, the wedding of Sarah Jane Smith. First of all, writing Gareth Roberts is all kinds of uh, family-friendly words for having an expressive transphobia. That aside, I like this story. I mean, who? why wouldn't I? It's Sarah Jane hanging out with my doctor again. What is not to love? Nigel Havers is great as Peter Dalton. It's interesting. Jim, note, this was filmed around the same time as the special, so David had to switch from Time Lord Victorious to happy-go-lucky doctor. Also, I like the blue suit. The wedding venue is the same one used in Torchwood later on for a wedding. I give it 10... Tricksters out of ten. See ya. I thought I'd seen that hall. I, I had a feeling it was in Torchwood. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, ten tricksters. Ten. Crikey, nice one, Sammy. Thank you very much. Uh, this is our, our first time audio reviewer. Oh, a newbie. Uh, yes. Um, uh, Lee has been uh, commenting away on various... Uh, mm social media i believe over the years long time listener but it's his first audio review so this is lee clo hey gary hey adam hey listeners this is lee clo here i've been following this podcast for many years but this is actually my first audio review mainly because i'm nervous but also i hate the sound of my own voice but anyway the wedding of sarah jane smith what a great episode this is. I remember watching this when I was eight years old back in 2009 and the excitement to seeing David Tennant right at the end is fantastic and I'll never get bored of seeing it. I highly recommend anyone who hasn't seen this f episode to watch it because it is one of the best Sarah Jane Adventures stories out there. I'd give this a 10 out of 10 and I just wanted to say 
Gary, Adam, thank you for creating such a great podcast for everyone here. It is amazing and I can't wait to see what you do next. Oh, thank oh, you. Awesome. Lee. Cheers, Lee. Very kind words. Thank you so much. And a 10. Another 10. Another 10. And and don't be afraid to send in more audio views, mate. There's nothing wrong with your voice at all. Yeah. In fact, you sound sound more manly than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, Lee. Yeah, keep those rolling in. Uh, let's move on to Matt Steele. Hello, Gary and Adam. Matt Steele here. Hope you guys have had a good couple of months. Just like to start off by saying apologies for not sending in my reviews for the last couple of times. Bloody life getting in the way. But now I'm back and here to give you my thoughts of the wedding of Sarah Jane Smith. This story is remarkable. It handles love, heartbreak, evil, the Bannerman Road Gang, the Doctor and K9, and delivers a beautifully made story. Everything from the banter between Mr. Smith and K9 to a heartbreaking romance between Sarah Jane and Peter Dalton, it was all awesome. If I had to be really picky, I'd probably say that the alien slug CGI didn't really hold up that well, and I felt Luke didn't really have much to do again, but however, I give this an incredibly easy score of 10 time traps out of 10. Have a good week, guys. I'll see you again. Another 10. Cheers, Matt. Too busy saving the universe with his superpowers to send in audio reviews. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> indeedy thank you very much matt another 10 cheers mate crikey uh last one this is luke malloy gary and adam stop this wedding now ah <laughs> oh, the wedding of sarah jane smith an episode where it's very hard to ignore that the doctor's in it the build-up of the doctor joining into the action is really well done i really enjoy it. you just hear the tardis coming in the background building and building and you're smiling and you're just waiting for Tennant to run in and shout something and that's exactly what he does uh, but the rest of the story is good too uh, it's got really a nice emotional beat and like all trickster stories is the best of their series uh, the trickster always brings a great episode with him and this is probably the best of the three um, it's brilliant it just makes you smile it's a really good story on its own, emotional. It's got a bit of that Father's Day feeling to it with the sacrifice, um, like a lot of the trickster stories. But yeah, just brilliant. Eight out of ten for me. Stop this wedding! <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Ah, nice one, Luke. Another ten. Oh, no, sorry, eight, yeah. sorry. He said eight, yeah, sorry. I got carried away with the tens there. Tens, yeah, ten and tens. Yes, ten and tens. Yeah, thank you very much, guys, for sending in your audio clips. Very much appreciated, as always. Uh, Let's rattle through some of these over on the socials, over on Twitter. Our writer, Jordan Shortman, says, one of the best of SJA. I love the trickster, and he proves to be a great foil for the Doctor. But the true heart of this story lies with Sarah and the shocking decision that she has to make at the end. It's truly heartbreaking. A fantastic story with some great performances. Mm. Rick Moran says... Um, old rick moran <laughs> old rick moran yeah uh, says although david Tennant's appearance in this episode as the doctor is in the same chronology uh chronology as the series of doctor who it was actually filmed several months after he finished filming the end of time part two making this the last time he actually played the doctor until reprising his role in the 50th day of the doctor of course uh this two-part story is an absolute gem who'd have thought kids tv could be so emotional Mm, uh, everything indeed. in this works to perfection from the scripts of performances it's outstanding a 10 out of 10 10 cool uh, matt Steele, he was just saying that yes uh, he's getting his audio review oh sorry yeah we've just played your review obviously so <laughs> yes <laughs> um uh spooker 
Spooker, uh, Spooker uh, Lively. This is Spencer Shively. It says, always love this story. Shown it to many of my Doctor Who friends who don't watch SJA. Love how Tennis teased throughout the first episode and his yeah. entrance at the end. Love Sarah's face when she sees the TARDIS again. Love the concepts and kids all have something to do. A nine Davids out of ten and... <laughs> see what you did there thank you very much Spencer um, who else did we get here uh, Caitlin Dalek 100 I absolutely Ooh. love this story 10 meets Sarah again cliffhanger for part 1 was awesome K9 is under the doctor's wing again Luke Clyde and Rani meet the doctor the only thing I wish of this story would be the brigadier to have been in it but we can't yeah. be picky uh, a 10 out of 10 still Another 10. Wow. Uh, Harry uh, Gilsonen says, um, best episode of SJA. Tennant and Sladen are both amazing as always. Trickster is such a good villain and one of the only villains who has good depth to them. And we have a whole episode with K9. Another 10 out of 10. Wow. Uh, Rob Kelly tweets. Rob Kelly. Uh, This is a 10 out of 10. Although this was broadcast before the end of time, it was David Tennant's last recorded scenes as the Doctor. Uh, He is effortlessly brilliant. Uh, as is Liz uh, Elizabeth Sladen and the rest of the SJA cast. Uh, can't wait for the podcast, chaps. Thank you very much, Rob. Cheers. And over on Twitter, uh, sorry, uh, over on Facebook, uh, we have a few comments there from Carl Evan Elwell. Uh, I watched this last night. This is what Doctor Who should be. It was mm. exciting and fast-paced with great performances by the younger cast as well as the seasoned professionals. Both David Tennant and Liz Sladen light up the episodes showing how magical the program can be when the chemistry and rapport between actors works beautifully with each other. 9.5. Mm. Uh, Charlie Turner, a great story. And one of my faves in the entirety of the SJA uh, stories uh, it might be my second. I don't know. I need a marathon uh, at some point before deciding, uh, but it's so nice to have it on both uh, DVD in the collection and on Blu-ray in my David Tennant special steelbook, which we mentioned ah, earlier. Go. Uh, mm. It goes on to give it a 9 out of 10. Uh, nice. Greg Taylor, I remember the excitement for this episode as there was not a full series this year, just the specials, and it didn't disappoint. The build-up to Tennant's appearance at the cliffhanger to part one was done perfectly, and part two rides along at a brilliant pace. Uh, the plot was quite emotional, especially for the title character. Great performances from all the regulars, guest stars, and a wonderful final regular performance from David Tennant as the Doctor. Uh, Chloe Anderson, love this one. A slightly more complex episode for SJA and a great cameo from 10, one of my favourites. And lastly, Jeff Waddle says, Nigel Havers, the middle-aged woman's a bit of war. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, imagine Nigel saying that off camera. Oh, uh, so there you go. Thank you so much, guys, for sending in your thoughts and reviews. It's great to get a feel of what fandom feels about these episodes. And I'll... Confidently say, mate, that this is a a solid ten overall. It is, mate, and I, I was just looking to see because it. Well, you almost feel this would be like a series finale, wouldn't you? It um, does feel that. But way, it's actually. halfway through yeah. series three, so we still got another three stories to go, which is great. I'm just, um, yeah, I'm just hope because it's sort of set a level, isn't it? It's so good. Yeah. Um, but then it, the whole Sarah Jane's been so good up to now, so yeah, looking forward to seeing what we've got coming up, but. Yes, mm. we've got 12 Definitely stories a... left, I believe, in SJA. Yeah, 12 left. I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Mm. Uh, so that's SJA done for this week. Next week, it's the turn of classic Doctor Who. So what are we reviewing next week, buddy? Yeah, so next week, classic Who has been a third Doctor. Hi-ya! 
action. <laughs> so uh, we're going to be reviewing the Ambassadors of Death. Crikey. I think this is a six or seven parter, isn't it? Oh, I, I think it is. Yeah, I've got a feeling it's a seven. A seven parter, yeah. yeah. Uh, we didn't get the brig in the wedding of Sarah Jane Smith, but he does show up in this story, the ambassadors of death. So that'd be good. Mm. Uh, along with Benton. And I think there's a pretty, I think there's a monster cast in this one. If memory serves. Yeah. Uh, so that'd be good. So, uh, the ambassadors of death, get that DVD watched as we'll be asking for your thoughts on that third doctor story for next week. Mm, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> indeedy. Mm. And I think we'll wrap there, bud, for episode two, four, four. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking with us and listening to episode 244. It's been awesome going through the news and merch as always and in our review of sja the wedding of sarah jane smith next week as adam said the third doctor story the ambassadors of death get that watched and look out for the social post that will go out i'm going to try and put them out on the weekends now so you guys have got enough time to uh re-watch or just get your thoughts over so we'd love to hear your views on that so send them over next week in the meantime, head over to the website www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can listen to all of the podcast episodes on there, plus check out all, all of the awesome articles that our reviewers and writers put out. Uh, some great stuff over there to satisfy all of your who needs. Uh, listen to our show and subscribe on whatever podcast network you listen to. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, um, all of those networks should do a search for us give us a sub so you don't miss a show when they land every single Friday uh, if you have a minute as well if you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever thing you listen on that would be awesome because that helps us out loads uh, also check out my co-host channel The Geeks Ooh. Handbag Geeks over on Meg. YouTube it's in front of me right now actually the handbag yeah. it's, on my, it's on my desk The Geeks Handbag to, to dust it off off, yeah. <laughs> yeah, head over to YouTube, do a search for the Geeks Handbag. You'll see Adam's mug uh, pop up <laughs> on there. I think you'll see the handbag first, but I think his mug's on there. Behind somewhere. it. <laughs> yes. Uh, give Adam a sub. Check out all his videos. Loads of cool videos over there. And Adam's also on all the socials under the same name, the Geeks Handbag. Yes. Uh, as are we. So just do a search on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram for the Big Blue Box podcast. You'll see us on there. Give us a like as we chat Doctor Who throughout the week so we will see you next week for episode 245 until then my name's Gary my name's Adam and remember uh... Uh...